Hello, everybody. My name is Landon. Nice, thanks for episode 193 of the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Welcome to the Vortex Apologetic, where substance reigns over mindless entertainment. Because biblical truth matters in a profound, timely, and urgent way in a lost and dying world. And now, introducing your humble servants in Jesus Christ, Ricardo, aka Beef, Arenas, and Jeff, the Brain, Claiborne. Lord, thank you once again for this time you give us to gather, uh, my brother, the Brain, and I, Lord, and uh, we thank you, Father, for allowing us to do this and continue to give you honor and glory and all thanks, Lord. Whether it is in our daily lives, through a podcast, Lord, uh, attend us at church, Father. Uh, we are grateful and thankful for uh, the glory that is given you when we get the opportunity to do so, Lord. Father, we also are thinking, Father, uh, this day, uh, Labor Day, as we're recording this podcast, Father, we're thankful for the holiday, Lord. I pray that you continue to bless those, Father, that continue to labor. And uh, we're thankful for that uh, we get a day off, Lord, uh, many of us, Lord, and uh, I many out there celebrating pray that they're, they're kept safe lord and uh, we thank you again for this time you give us let us uh, be a blessing to those that are listening and uh, pray lord that uh, the podcast goes as far as you want to take it lord thank you for all that you do bless my brother out there in the east coast and uh, we give you honor and glory again lord and we pray this in jesus name amen, amen. bro what is oh you're outside today that means a hurricane yeah. came and went or your rain came and went yeah it was kind of a dud here <laughs> florida got the worst of it you know yeah yeah, yeah. i mean it, it it i mean on the east i was yeah the east side where the beaches are along uh-huh. north carolina yeah um they got hit pretty good a lot oh, of flood okay. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I'm, where I'm at, we got, we got a little bit of rain, some yeah. threatening thunder, and that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of sounded like yeah. what happened to us in San Diego, right? We were, yeah, bearing yeah. down for this catastrophic hurricane that, I mean, it kept, you know, going down and down in stages there. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we just got yeah. rain all day, and that was about it. So, yeah, the good news is my family down in uh, Florida were. In a spot where uh, they didn't get hit too bad, so that was good. Oh, praise the Lord! Good, good. Yep. That's always yep. good. Mm-hmm. Well, we got stuff to uh, discuss today. We do. Yeah, I'll, I'll let Other- you start it. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing a podcast. <laughs> I know that is true. <laughs> well, brother, um, when you do, you, who does your taxes? Do you do your taxes? I've been doing my own taxes, but I discovered, brother, when you do your own taxes, the chances of you getting uh, audited are uh, way up. And I've been getting audited every single year that I've done my taxes. So guess what? I'm going back to someone else to do my taxes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, you probably got audited because you do you own a 40 caliber machine gun? Uh, no, not a 40 caliber. No. I bet you that's why you got audited. <laughs> really? Tell me more. Yeah. Well, uh, the, is the person that you're hiring, or do they have a 40 caliber machine gun to do your taxes? Maybe. Uh, you know, I, I can neither, uh, you know. You can neither confirm. Or, uh, confirm you or not confirm that. <laughs> confirm yes, or deny, you. as we yeah. used to say in the military. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, the IRS has 40 caliber machine guns. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, and when they were asked, why do you need 40 caliber machine guns? The answer was, we need them for administrative purposes. So I'm figuring we have to have a 40 caliber machine gun in order to do our taxes. Yeah, administrative purposes. Because apparently they need one to, you know, balance the books for administrative purposes, of course. I'm just saying, you know. Yes, yeah. So, um, yeah, here's the the article says, this is out of uh, uh, LeeHolman.com. Okay. Uh, investigative reporting on globalism, Christianity, Islam, Judaism, and where politics, culture, religion intersect. How's that? I did that all in one breath without taking a breath. I all right, impressive. I know. Just CrossFit, brother. Doing CrossFit, that'll do it for you. Oh, that's it. Um, when the corporate media asked the IRS why it needed automatic weapons, millions of rounds of ammunition, and heavily armed staffers trained in the use of deadly force. Are you trained in the use of deadly force, brother? Nope, I am not trained in the use of deadly force. Well, then, obviously, you are not qualified to do your own taxes. And there lies the problem. Oh, my there it goodness. is. That's See, right. all you had to do is call me and I can tell you this. I'm serious, um, right? I am trained in use of deadly force, so therefore, I guess I'm qualified. I, yes, but, you are. But I don't own a forty caliber machine gun, so uh, you're semi-qualified. Yeah, I'm semi-qualified. All right. Anyway, staffers trained in the use of deadly force. They said it was for quote administrative reasons. Administrative reasons. <laughs> <laughs> but we know. But we now know that the globalists are not just arming the IRS along with just about every other federal agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are militarizing these agencies to the hilt with military-grade weapons not available to American citizens. Mm. So therefore, we can't do our taxes because we don't have the proper equipment. Anyway, why, for instance, would the IRS need armored vehicles? Well, that's for the corporate taxes. They need that for administrative administrative uh, the reasons to make sure the corporate taxes are done right. Oh, absolutely. You know, you can't do that without an armored vehicle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can't. Yeah. You gotta, so anyway, you gotta have the right equipment. Come on, you gotta you gotta have the right equipment. IRS has the right equipment to get the job done. See, um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, why, for instance, would IRS need armored vehicles, flashbang grenades loaded with tear gas, and forty caliber machine guns? Well, obviously, it's for administrative reasons. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, absolutely. yeah. The IRS has been arming up for at least 10 years. So, you know, they're keeping up on the tax codes, and, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, yeah. Right, right. At, at the end of 2017, the IRS had 4,487 firearms. Well, that's not even that, enough. That, that's not enough to do everybody's taxes. Yeah, it's not. And 5,062,006 rounds. Really, they came down to six rounds on the end of that. Six rounds. Okay, <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty exact. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Counted anyway. for every single one of them. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, it's 
little bit over 5 million rounds of ammunition in its weapons cache. According to an August 8, 2022 Forbes article, Inflation Reduction Act unleashes a tougher IRS. They must be working out like in the gym and stuff because there's a tougher IRS. Oh, maybe they're doing yeah. maybe they're doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, bro. I, I was know. gonna say they're probably yeah. doing mixed martial arts now, you know, including yeah. uh, yeah. you know, jujitsu and you know Yep, yeah, that's probably yep. You can bet they've got a lot more than that stored up six years later in twenty twenty three. Yeah, that they probably do. I I would say so, you know. As the population grows, you know, you oh yeah, you absolutely. Need, you need more ammunition in order to, you know, to audit and complete the, the tax season, right? Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, here's an excerpt from the Forbes article. The Schumer Mansion tax bill, known as the Inflation Reduction Act, mm. which passed the Senate on Sunday, raises taxes and will give the IRS billions, with a B, as in boy, right, right, right. Uh, to go into what the Wall Street Journal called beast mode. Beast Be mode. Beast mode, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, is So make sure the guy that you hire to do your taxes, you know, the CPA, whoever he is, you got to make sure he's in beast mode. This uh, is a required, yeah. This is a requirement. requirement. Okay. This is a requirement from the IRS. I'm just saying. Uh, the video below by uh, oh, okay, it's a video. Anyway, I won't talk about the video because y'all can't watch it. This is a podcast for crying out loud. All right. Anyway, it, it's it's just talking about how much the IRS has armed itself, ready to invade a house near you. All right. There's it's a long article, but you get the gist of it. IRS is ready to, you know, go take down those uh, criminal taxpayers, right? Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's sad. They're willing to come in and do the taxes for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> taxes are us, right? Taxes are us. <laughs> Get your 40 millimeter caliber machine gun today. All right. Now, um, we have... News out of the Gateway Pundit. Okay. That's like, where's all the cheering and stuff? I don't hear anybody clapping or anything. It's, right. It's supposed to, the audience is supposed to be excited. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, explosive revelation. Fanny Willis. Now, do we all know who Fanny Willis is by now? Remember the famous Trump mugshot? Heard around the world. <laughs> oh, yeah, the mugshot. That's right. <laughs> Betty Willis was the DA in Georgia that um, caused that mugshot to happen, okay? Uh, She's trying to charge Trump with RICO violations and so right, forth. All right? right. Well, this is interesting. Fannie Willis linked to massive election fraud and money laundering RICO enterprise. <laughs> Go ahead and laugh, brother. Go ahead and laugh. Jeez, they always laugh at us. When we... <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's still laughing. Oh, he's, you got a breath there, brother? Okay. Uh, hey. <laughs> you, ready? <laughs> you ready for this? You ready? You're going to be able to hold it together? <laughs> I'm going to try. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> 
In a shocking turn of events, a bombshell investigation has uncovered jaw-dropping connections between Fannie Willis and a sprawling web of election fraud and money laundering activities. Do we call it projection when you project what you're doing onto someone else? I think that's the term. Fannie Willis's involvement will be sure to send shockwaves. Woohoo! Okay, where's the cheers? Come on, come on, folks. I know. Uh, through the political landscape. The investigation, which spans across multiple states and multiple jurisdictions, has revealed a complex network of illicit operations aimed at unarming. I'm sorry, under, undermining. I'm reading too fast. <laughs> Try this again. The investigation, which spans across multiple states and multiple jurisdictions, has revealed a complex network of illicit operations aimed at undermining the very foundation of our constitutional republic and the rule of law. Sources close to the matter suggest that Willis was a massive beneficiary of the federal and Georgia RICO enterprises. It appears that she is currently playing a key role in orchestrating a systematic scheme to manipulate election outcomes, casting doubt on the integrity of the entire electoral process. In the lead up to the 2022 midterm elections, my team the investigator and reporter who's doing this, who happens to be Chris Gleason. He says, my team uncovered a massive money laundering network of campaign finance contributions being made via Act Blue. It's A-C-T-B-L-U-E, Act Blue. Mm. One of the top beneficiaries of this money laundering RICO enterprise was none other than Georgia Senator Raphael Warnock. The Gateway Pundit was the first news organization to cover the massive money laundering network that financed the Raphael Warnock campaign. Mm. As our investigation progressed, gets better, gets even better, brother. We we expanded our efforts into other states such as Missouri, Maryland, Wisconsin, Arizona, and then into every single state. That'd be 50 of them. All right. Working with the Epoch Times, investigative journalist uh, Stephen uh, Kovac. So Epoch Times is involved in this investigation now. We made it a stunning find. Pause for effect. <laughs> All you, I need is that suspense fun. music. Cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Many of the top AccuBlue contributors never made the individual contributions. Many of these not, not employed individual contributors were the victims of a highly sophisticated money laundering scheme. The scheme was further exposed when I provided a data to J, the data to James O'Keefe. Mm. We're getting everybody involved now. <laughs> and his wow. people at O'Keefe Media Group, who captured many unwitting money laundering smurfs in Maryland. This massive ongoing money laundering operation involves wire fraud, evasion of campaign finance limits, structuring of financial transactions, tax fraud, nonprofit fraud, identity theft, and elder abuse. The RICO operation is still in operation today. Because the the courts are too corrupt, right? They or right. you know they don't want to they want to charge these politicians using the identities of unwitting elderly and other Democrat voters. 
this massive RICO money laundering enterprise is a fuel for the entire election fraud RICO operation. Now we're almost done. The criminal money laundering enterprise operates operates at the federal, state, and local levels. The first local elected official identifies it, identified as part of this ongoing money laundering operation was Alvin Bragg. <laughs> Alvin Bragg received massive numbers of campaign finance contributions from the network of individuals who had been identified as Smurfs. The, not, not the blue kind, okay. <clears throat> the investigation into Alvin Bragg also helped to uncover the use of prepaid credit and debit cards in the structuring of the campaign finance contributors and the payment of ballot harvesting mules. Isn't that what scammers do on the phone? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Does anyone find it interesting that Alvin Bragg charged Donald J. Trump criminally with a campaign finance violation while benefiting from a money laundering RICO enterprise? Mm. <laughs> did I not say? Did I not say that Heyman would hang on his own gallows? Oh yeah. For Mordecai. Oh yeah. Has Alvin Bragg refunded all of the illegal campaign finance contrib- contributions made to his campaign yet? The systematic funneling of illicit campaign finance funds was also identified in the Wisconsin Supreme Court race of Janet. I can't pronounce her last name, but I'm gonna give it a shot. Protosawicks. I butchered it. <laughs> All right. Anyway. That's 10 times. Huh? <laughs> it's P R O T A S I E W I C Z. Anybody out there knows how to pronounce that? You just go ahead and let me know now. I <laughs> uh, see. Nobody knows how to pronounce it, brother. Uh, Nothing. Nothing. Jan- yeah. No, I didn't hear anything. So the Janet for Justice campaign took in massive amounts of money from individual contributors, individual contributors, I'll say it right this time, who were also identified as part of the nationwide Act Blue money laundering RICO enterprise. How much does it take to buy a seat on the Wisconsin Supreme Court in 2023? Any guesses, anybody? Over $23.3 million. Ooh, that seat's worth some money. Was raised mostly for leftist PACs, funded largely through Soros-linked organizations. Soros is always involved. And the Act Blue Money Laundering Enterprise. Mm. The nationwide Act Blue Money Mules and Smurfs made massive numbers of individual contributors to the PACs that largely financed the Janet for Justice campaign. <laughs> it's, it's Janet for Justice. This is hilarious. Uh, should, should the people of Wisconsin be concerned about the purchase of a Wisconsin Supreme Court seat via a, via a massive nationwide money laundering scheme using the stolen identities of the, eld- of the elderly? Okay, I can't talk now. <laughs> Think I'm getting dementia? I don't know. <laughs> I can't even say dementia. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The uh, information for Fannie Willis uh, campaign uh, contributions was obtained directly from the state of Georgia campaign finance database. Well, boy. Another point of interest was that many of the corrupt, uh, many of the, I want to say corrupt so bad. <laughs> Another point That's of interest fine. was that many of the campaign contributions to the Fannie Willis campaign were from out-of-state contributors. 
many of these out-of-state contributors fit the profile of the Act Blue money laundering scheme victims and participants that had that we had identified in every single state across America. Mm-hmm. God bless America. You can check the names for yourself using the FEC campaign finance database. So the bottom line, uh, the, <laughs> what is they, the bottom line, bro? <laughs> they used elderly people mm. uh, to uh, to bring about fraudulent votes, basically. Yeah. Because yeah. they went to these people's doors and they said, did you are, are to, you know, to money launder the money to the campaigns? Mm-hmm. And they, they, would, they, they would list these people as giving money, right? Right. There was one case where, where a person who was on a limited income, right, an elderly person on a fixed income, mm-hmm. apparently gave like two million bucks. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Anyway, it says, why would elderly people who do not contribute to their own local elections be interested in making campaign contributions to a little-known Georgia district attorney being in 2022? Upon further investigation, the pattern seemed to emerge yet again. When contacted about making campaign contributions to Fannie Willis, one of the elderly people on the list stated that she had never made a single campaign finance contribution to her campaign. (laughs) She assured me that she had not made multiple campaign contributions. Another interesting pattern raised significant questions. Why had this particular campaign contribution been using addresses in multiple states to make campaign contributions? Upon further investigation, this Fannie Willis campaign contributor was registered to vote in several states. There's more, but we'll we'll leave it there. I think <laughs> the folks have the gist of it. Yeah. Right? So you get a picture now, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the people who are going after Trump are doing the very same things that they're accusing Trump of doing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, will any court hold them accountable? I doubt it. That's yeah. why it's in the that's why it's in the alternative media. Right. Right. They're using all this to dissuade the voter. They're trying everything possible to dissuade from voting for him, for those that can easily be, you know, can change their mind or just trying to create this illusion so that people are captivated by it. And therefore, as the elections are coming in, bro, guess what? Uh We're going to do a lot of things in the background that you're not going to see because we're putting this right in front of you, right in your face. Follow this rabbit trail, rabbit hole here. Yeah, there's a lot of deception and, uh, you know, just, yeah. Uh, But um, this is, uh, (laughs) this is corruption at its best. Um, So, yeah, this is, they want to disrupt the election, actually. They don't want it to occur. They're they're deathly afraid of Trump. Oh, Um, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, one thing I, I, I look back, I see some old videos of Trump and, when he first started campaigning, when he became president and, uh, you know, interviews and things of that nature. And, uh, you know, yes, he had a lot to say. He, he was, you know, very in, in many ways, arrogant, in many ways, you know, prideful. Uh, but a lot of the stuff he was saying was true. 
you know, and what made him even more smart, it was the fact that when he was, you know, either set up to answer a question in regards to the system and how the system worked and how he was using that system. And his response was always, yeah, well, you guys set up the system. Uh, you put ways of working the system. I was just smart about it. Yes, I used the system because you allowed it to be used and you put ways to use it without getting yourself in trouble. So that doesn't make me bad. That makes me smart. And it's mm-hmm. like, you look back and you're like, wow, that, that the man, I mean, he knows what he's doing without a, you know, any benefit of that. He knows what he's doing. And, and honestly, in spite of whatever, you know, people do not like about him, Trump is, is what's needed in this country from a political standpoint. Somebody that's going to stand for, you know, what is right for the people. You know, it doesn't matter, uh, you know, what position you may take on him. It, it, it is what is needed. You know, you look at the numbers just statistically from uh, uh, people's uh, uh, financial finances standpoint. We were never better than the time Trump was president. You know, yeah. so I don't know what no. I mean, but I mean, that's to tell you how bad, you know, people will go or parties will go to a degree to completely get rid of someone that, you know, is going against the flow, not going with the flow. And that was Trump. No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he he took on the deep state and that's why they hate him. Yep. He sure did. Yeah. Sure he took on the the fourth branch of government. They call it the the government agencies of the non elected people working in the government that create policies that affect the American people. They have a lot of power mm-hmm. over uh, our lives in yeah. a lot of ways. I mean, if you what I just read about the IRS. Oh, absolutely, right? absolutely. Right, they are a uh, fourth branch of government. They're a an agency under the um, the executive branch, and they weld a lot of power mm-hmm. over the American people without any kind of legislation being passed for them to do that. Yeah. No, absolutely. So, uh, yeah. So I, I remember some oh. in some pod, some pod episodes back, you were reading uh, bits and pieces of the, uh, the book you were reading in regards to mass control uh, over people. Uh, yes. And we went through some of the key points in that book as to how, you know, using media, using, you know, all kinds of different ways to uh, sway the people to look one way while they're doing all this other stuff in the background, you know, and, and mm-hmm. for their ultimate goal to be accomplished. Uh, and that's exactly what's happening. It's just so funny that 2020, 24 is right just around the corner and all this stuff is happening again from pandemic 2.0 to okay let's finally throw try to throw uh, trump in jail or at least you know create a bump here that people are going to be completely you know enthralled by this and not pay attention to these other things happening so you know come on (laughs) people need to be smarter people need to stop like believing everything that the media puts out there and, and be smart about these things well, I think a lot of people are starting to wake up. A lot of people are getting smarter. Mm-hmm. There's still sure. a significant number, uh, a significant percentage of the population. They're still yeah. under the the mass psychosis, if yeah. you will. Uh, but um, people are coming out of it now. You know what? You're you right. Know? I was watching a, yeah. a YouTube clip, brother, and it was Obama mm-hmm. giving a speech somewhere. Obviously, it was a, a Democratic uh, conference convention, whatever it was. 
the people were chanting a profanity and then the word Biden afterward over, you know, and get this, Obama has the microphone. He's got the sound system behind him, right? It was so loud. It was overpowering Obama and his microphone. Because I, like you said, I think people are just fed up. They're, they're done. And when they you are. get to do that at, you know, your own convention and people are dissatisfied and upset, man, that, mm-hmm. that, that speaks, that speaks volumes. It does. Um, it does. Yeah. Uh, let me, uh, let me give you some examples of some of the things of the hypocrisy <laughs> that uh, makes people angry. Mm. Uh, let me, let me go into X. Um, Let's see. There's direct government censorship of the internet in Europe now, mm. uh, and it's severe. Uh, they want to control their lives. You know, the, they'll bring in they'll bring in the social credit scores. This is the game plan: bring mm. in the co- social credit scores. Uh, you take over farmers' lands, okay, to control uh, the uh, production and distribution of the food. Mm. Bill Gates has been buying farmland up all over the United States states. And it begins with regulating the farmers and pressing the pressing in on, on the farmers so hard that they have to end up selling their land because they can't afford to operate. Right, right. Uh, so if you can control the the the, the uh, production and distribution of the food, uh, you can bring in social credit scores. Mm-hmm. And you can control banking so that you can shut down bank accounts and th- things like that if, if you know, people don't cooperate. Uh, but, you know, you go to use your card to buy something and it won't it won't mm-hmm. allow you to buy, you know, because uh, your social credit score uh, hits your bank account. Mm-hmm. And it's saying no more purchases, purchases for you. <laughs> or you purchased you purchased already purchased this amount of meat this month uh we're not allowing you to buy that meat yeah yeah you hate your I mean, cap. Just, yeah hit your cap so they're looking at total control so you buy up all the farm farmland you control the food you control the banks and you control uh the people through the social credit score which is very effective they found out because because everybody's bought into this uh, financial credit score, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Everybody, everybody is always checking their credit score and all the, you know. So that was that was the first step, bringing that in. When they can get those three things implemented you, and push everybody into the fifteen-minute cities, it's game over. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a thousand years of darkness. You know. Yeah. We do. We become their slaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Klaus Schwab said, "You'll have nothing and be happy." Yuval Harari, uh, Yuval Noah Harari, uh, mm-hmm. who is uh, a, a close, uh, he he works for Klaus Schwab. He's very close, high up in his organization. Um, he said that we're all useless eaters, and he's pushing for transhumanism. This wow. cyber cyber human type of hybrid. He's all over the internet doing this. Uh, you got Bill Gates buying up land. Mm-hmm. You've got um, let's see who else am I missing? Oh, Soros. Mm-hmm. So now his job is to affect the elections. Yeah. 
So Soros controls the election. So he does, he he controls who gets in, who doesn't in the elections. You've got total control. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know? and so then the UN can bring in its agenda twenty thirty. They can begin to. They can say, "Oh, we're going to do shutdowns again. We're going to have mandates again," mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they have the power to control it because now they've got the food distribution controlled. They've got social credit scores. You know all the things we went through. The right. bank accounts, uh, and they can, you know, just like what they did to the truckers up in Canada when they revolted. Right. You know, and so all, all they did was start shutting down bank accounts. And it had a, a dire effect. So, so this was their. This has been their game plan. But I think uh, you're gonna. It, it's gonna be. It's gonna get nasty. It's gonna get rough over the next few years because people are going to be revolting. People. People don't like being uh, under the thumb of someone else. They don't. They want their freedom. Yeah. Pe people yearn for freedom and liberty. Now. The, now the whole. Uh, the method out right out of the Tavistock Institute out of England, when they they came up with methods for the CIA, the uh, mm -hmm. MI6, and the um, military intelligence to uh, conduct psychological warfare. Mm -hmm. uh, right out of the things that they learned out of that, they are using those things now to try and control us. Oh, sure. Why? Because it worked before. Sure. Yeah. That's why it, they're reusing it again because it works, you know. Right. And, uh, but yeah, no, that's exactly and what we're seeing, brother. Can I add one more thing? Absolutely. We got to keep the people of Maui uh, in our prayers. Amen. That's right. Because that's a land grab going over there. That was arson, just like the fires in Canada are all arson. That was an arson set for the purpose of uh, doing a land grab on that land. People there know exactly what happened. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's no mystery to them whatsoever, bro. <laughs> right, it's it's corruption within their own government, and two celebrities that I've mentioned before. I think uh, mm -hmm. uh, it was uh, The Rock and Oprah Winfrey, mm -hmm. who who their land was not even touched right there mm -hmm. in Lahana, and now they're soliciting for money to help the people. But the people on the ground are getting videos out, and they're saying, "Well, yeah, there is no money coming from them." Yeah, yeah. Now you got a you got a multimillionaire and a billionaire asking people who can barely pay their rent for money to give to the people of Lahana to help them. And if there is any money going in there, it's not going to the people of Lahana. Right. They're corrupt too. Mm. And The Rock wanted to run for president. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so, I mean, you know, it, the whole system is corrupt. Yeah. And so yeah, we live so. in a fallen, we live in a fallen world. It's pretty simple. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So keep them uh, Hawaii, Hawaiians out there in prayer. You know, may the Lord, uh, his grace and his, and his mercy extend to them. And uh, man, yeah, that, uh, true healing and true help happen because it's not happening but it's uh yeah it's crazy brother after you you know uh we talked about it on the last episode and i i went into more uh, you know looking at videos and of the people there and man yeah it's like nothing no mystery to them they knew exactly what happened but 
on the other hand, in spite of the devastation, man, those people there, they're still helping each other out. It's their land. It's their people. They're banding together, brother. And, you know, just making things happen in spite of the devastation. So praise the Lord for those people that are continue to help each other in the midst of their own uh, misfortune. Um, it's a blessing to see. Uh, but yeah, bro. Wow. I mean, we got to definitely pray for uh, uh, the people there. Well, yeah, because they are an example of resistance. Mm, mm-hmm. Yep. They're teaching the rest of the world how to resist under the most dire circumstances. You just don't cooperate no matter what. Right. That's, that's all it is. You just don't cooperate with evil ever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not to the glory of God, is it? It's <laughs> not to the glory of God. That is for sure. Which perfect segue for what we want to talk about now, my brother. So, folks, we've been talking about contending for the faith the last couple episodes, and we've gone through the book of Jude. And what did contending for the faith, you know, look like, you know, to that audience back then uh, during the time of uh, Jesus, right? And we spoke about how it applied to them, how they went about contending for the faith, and how it applies to us now. We live in a completely different culture, completely different time. And uh, we went through, you know, what that looks like to us today. And obviously, we're looking at what's happening in the world and how we approach to that. And today on this episode, in the midst of contending for that, for the faith, how do we glorify God in all things, brother? That is a question this week. That is something we're going to look into. And my brother has some scripture for us. And uh, take it away, bro. Uh, it's First uh, Corinthians 10. Verse 31, whether therefore you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. That is okay. a huge verse. Only one verse, but it's big. <laughs> yeah, it's big because what's happened is the um, engineers of society, which you'll mm-hmm. call them, have uh, on by design push the glory of God in inside the church building, closed the doors, and locked it. <laughs> Keep the glory of God in there mm-hmm. so that later we can come back and steal the glory of God out of the church and completely get, get rid of it. Right. Because they want the glory. Mm-hmm. Right. Keep the glory I've got out of this. <laughs> it's our glory. Right. Yuval Noah Harari basically called himself a god. Mm-hmm. And I've heard other New War World Order high officials referring to themselves as gods right there on YouTube and other platforms. And uh, Harari said, we shall become gods mm-hmm. through this transhumanism. Right. So they really seek all the glory. And they don't want any of God's glory shining forth on Main Street. No way, no how. Mm. So how do we give God the glory in all things? We have to do it in government, in education, in business, in the church. And on Main Street, 
it has to permeate our entire society. Mm. That is biblical. That is huge. And the reason and why I say what, it's huge, bro, because do you believe we have not majority, but a lot of people have a misunderstanding of what God's glory is and giving God the glory on top of that. People think it's only in the church. People think it's only when you do good things. People think it's only what what's going to make you look better and not understanding that that verse right there we just read, it says whether you eat, drink, and it says whatever you do. It doesn't say when you only do good things or when you do bad things, right? It says in all things and whatever you do, that means all things. So do we think about that more in, in detail, brother? Like, do we focus? What does that mean? Find a definition for that and start thinking about how we glorify God. Sometimes even in our own demise, in our own sinfulness, we don't understand that God's getting his glory even in spite of that. Uh, well, I guess to answer your question, when we do something uh, to gain the glory for ourselves, mm -hmm. you know, to get that award, to get that degree, to get that whatever it is that we want to apply to ourselves to say, look what I have accomplished, mm -hmm. then we get the glory. Mm. But if we, if we obtain things and we say, by God's grace, he has enabled me to be able to do this thing to his glory, mm. that gives God the glory. What a difference, brother. What a difference. What would you yeah, just say? The Westminster faith, uh, you know, first question mm -hmm. is what is the purpose of man? And the answer is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Mm. Amen. Right? Well, right. if we're to glorify God, we're to glorify him in all things. That means if you're a school teacher, you give God the glory. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what the system tells you to do. It doesn't matter what the government tells you to do. You give God the glory if you're a Christian teacher. Mm. That puts Christian teachers who are in public school in a bad, a hard situation. Absolutely. Because as soon as they give God the glory, the administrative state of Satan is going to come down on top of their heads. <laughs> Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's what we need to build this society for God. Mm -hmm. We need bold. We need boldness. You know, we need people in elected positions uh, who will give God all the glory. Amen. We need people in the administrative state who will give God all the, all the uh, authority and glory. Right. <laughs> How about that? That's true. That's very uh, good. <laughs> that they, it, if they look at, a, at doing a policy and they say, well, this is not going to be to God's glory. This is not going to glorify God. Well, that's how you make decisions as an administrator. And that's how you make decisions as a politician or elected official. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's how you do it. If it does not give God the glory, you don't, you don't do it. Mm -hmm. Amen. It's really mm -hmm. very simple. We make it so complicated. 
The last thing we need is a bunch of Harvard and Yale graduates mm -hmm. running our government. Right. Because they don't have the wisdom God gave a rat. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and they've been running our government. What have they given us? A whole, a total mess, right? Right. What we need are people who have the wisdom of God, the mind of Christ, a, a good, godly, moral integrity and character. Mm -hmm. Those are the people who need to go into government and run government. Amen. Amen. Those are the people who need to be running businesses, not capitulating to the woke crowd every time they scream, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all hurt. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> and if you've got board, entire boardrooms and corporations groveling on their knees before these people, you right. know, well, that doesn't bring glory to God. And remember, Folks, you will be held accountable for, before God Almighty for every single thing you do, every thought you think, and every action you take. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, it, and God's not going to say, oh, well, that was in the, you know, the government, he, you know, pagan school system. Well, I, I'll give you a pass on that one. Right. No. <laughs> Uh, you didn't give me glory there, so this portion of your rewards are going to burn up at the uh, at the uh, judgment seat of Christ, right? Mm, mm, that's right. You've got to give God the glory in everything, no matter the consequences. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, that is extremely, extremely hard to do. Because they used to, as they used to say in the car community, that's where, that's where the rubber meets the road. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know? oh, absolutely, absolutely. Because uh, as individuals in life, you know, once you understand that, you got to give God the honor, glory, in all things, and whatever you do, then you are faced not only with you know the consequences of being out in the world, but also. The consequences of self, brother, how much pride goes into that when we are, you know, instructed to do all for the glory of God, but our own self tells us, eh, nah, don't do that. You're going to look foolish. Don't do that. Nah, you know what I mean? So it's like mm -hmm. you're fighting your inner yourself. <laughs> yeah. Romans seven, we're constantly fighting our own flesh, aren't we? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and sometimes it's a tough battle. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. As you read that, obviously, Paul is writing his letter to the, the church in Corinth. Uh, and obviously, he's writing it from his standpoint as well, because he was going through a lot of persecution, brother, in his life. And I love the way he ends uh, the, chapter 10. After you just read that, uh, we'll jump to verse 33. And Paul says here, just as I also please all men and all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of the many so that they may be saved. A lot of the times, mm -hmm. brother, we don't think all things, whatsoever we do for the glory of God. But sometimes we forget that part of that so that they may, they may be saved. Sometimes odds glorifying God whether we don't see it, it might be for the purpose of him saving 
another soul. And we yeah. don't look, we don't see that, brother. We 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 right. we we kind of oh, okay, I'm giving God the glory, but we don't see the bigger picture of what right. God is doing. So yeah. I love the way that Paul puts it there because he was all about saving souls, saving men, you know, that may others may see salvation through. Well, nobody wants to follow anything that's imitation or fake. Mm-hmm. They want to follow something that's real. That's right. And when you when you capitulate to save your own skin, that's fake. That's imitation. It's like imitation leather. Yeah. Right. But when you go, go, when you are willing to go through the consequences of giving God all the glory, that's real. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that's people will be attracted to that. That's right. You know, that'll bring people to Christ. Amen. Amen. You know, you notice in the society today, people are sick of fake. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and the thing is, is that, um, when you bring glory to yourself in government, that's uh, that's a door open for corruption and Satanism to walk in and take over. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you shut that door uh, to those elements, uh, the, the, the corruption and all that, and you open the door to the glory of God, that's when government gets cleaned up. Mm. that's the key. You have to have people in places of power who have a godly character and good moral integrity. That is the most important element of choosing who you're going to vote for. Mm. Amen. You know, people don't like Trump because of the way he talks. I hear that a lot. Well, I don't like the way he talks. Mm-hmm. Why well, do you? Okay, you want Satan's smooth talker? <laughs> you know, I mean, there's people out there they could talk like they they could great orators, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but are as corrupt in their soul as could possibly be. Oh, absolutely. But they sound good. And they look good. And if they sound good and look good, they must be smart and I'll vote for them. Obama. Right? Sorry, I said it. Obama yeah. was eloquent in his speech. He was cool to look at because he seemed to be, you know, he, he kind of put down to the people's level. He had the good things to say, bro. But behind all those good things he had to say, there was so right. much deceitfulness, so much. Mm-hmm. Just oh man, so so that's what I can think of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Compared Trump to Obama, yeah, Obama yeah, was Obama, you know, Obama was a better speaker, smooth, yeah, smooth talker. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So that's huge, uh, bro. Let me ask yep. you this, bro. So you know, because there's folks, there's Christian folks that are going to say, "Well, I don't have the mentality or the education to you know go after high positions of authority in the world." You know, I can't give God honor and glory like that. What are the places that we can give uh, God honor and glory? And I can think of one right off the bat for men, for married men that obviously put themselves in a category that they cannot reach these other places of authority. How about marriage? How about your wife and your children? 
Mm-hmm. How can you glorify God in doing that? By being obedient to his word. Love your wife like Christ loves the church. You know, instruct your children in the, the ways of the Lord. Well, all of, this is, all of society is built on the family. Absolutely. So, brother, do you see how we glorify God in those things? We don't know what effect, you know, in the small things when we're faithful to the Lord and glorifying him. We don't know the bigger picture, how much it's going to affect our society. You toss a pebble into a lake Mm -hmm. and you get a ripple effect in the water Mm -hmm. and it spreads, right? Like a big circle spreading the ripples. Well, it's just a little pebble, (laughs) right? Right. But our little acts, praying with with the kids at night before they go to bed, doing a family devotion, going to church on Sunday morning. That has a huge ripple effect upon society. Mm. Huge ripple effect. You go into work with a good countenance, right? Because you have the the mind of Christ. You have the joy that passes all understanding Mm. within your soul. That's right. And you go into work and you, you, you project that in your workplace. That has an effect on people. They might not tell you that it does, but it has an effect. Mm-hmm. It makes a better workplace. You always you 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 always like working with someone who's who's uh, cordial, and yeah. and you know you can trust them, and you know that they'll do a good job, and you know they're not going to try and compete against you or step on you to climb the ladder. They're mm-hmm. going to be always be cordial and. and and loving towards you, mm-hmm. you all, you, I mean, that's the best work environment ever. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's what we need to do as Christians. Amen. Regardless of what your work is. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, people will know, people will know there's something different there. There's something a bit different about that guy right. or that, or that woman. Yeah. And also I can think of that, you know, in many ways, when you don't think you're glorifying God, sometimes you don't even know you're doing it, but you see the end result and then you realize, oh, wow, that was for the glory of God. I wasn't even, you know, thinking that or I wasn't, you know, in my mind, I wasn't, you know, uh, glorifying God for these things happening. But in the end, you look back, you go, wow, look at God's grace and mercy work for his own glory that things worked out this way or you know, whichever it is, it's such a mystery, brother. But wow, it's such a blessing when we get when we have the privilege of glorifying God in our daily life with every single thing that we do. You know, and, and a lot of times we don't understand that, we don't realize it. But what we do, when we do, when we start understanding it, wow, that God's grace and mercy, you know how good it is because you yeah. start seeing these things. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Now, don't think, uh, I hope people don't sell themselves short. Sure. Don't think that just because you don't have the high fluting degree or you didn't mm-hmm. graduate from a particular school or whatever, that you can't go and serve in an elected position. Mm-hmm. It's not true. I think more and more. People in our society could care less about 
you, your bachelor's degree or your master's degree. I think more and more people are looking for integrity and their elected officials. Oh, yeah. If you have average intelligence and a decent education, and that means high school graduate with, you know, you, you read books, you learn. The internet, Elon Musk even said the internet is the new university. <laughs> right. You know, anybody can learn. Um, then I think people are willing to vote for you these days. I think the day of the you know, Harvard elite may be over. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So don't be fearful to put yourself out there. Yeah. I, I was talking with, um, I told you this, brother, but I'm I'm considering running for city council out here. Thank you for bringing it up because I was going to put you on the spot on that. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were. So well, I wait, wait. I'd well, you. before you get into the details. <laughs> so, folks, here, I'm going to set it up this way. My brother, the brain. I'm like, brother, what do you, do you have any degrees, like big time degrees? I have um, a little bit of community college, but no degree. A little bit of community a, college. Right. I have a I have a certificate from a community college for law enforcement. A certificate. Look at that. A certificate. A certificate. Yeah. Okay. I, I he don't doesn't like this, but I'm going to do it. My brother has written what one. We're going on two books, right? We're we're you're you're still in the midst of trying to finish the second book, right? Correct. Or did you complete it? Yeah. No. Well, I I did one, uh, but I need I need to really look at it again. I'm looking at a different subject now. But anyway, yeah. Anyways, he did write a book, published a book. He's taught in in school. Uh, My brother has taught and preached men, the church. He's uh, in the process of becoming an elder at his church. Uh, That's on hold right now, but uh, okay. Well, that's on hold. He was considered to be a. I I was considered. I was considered. Circumstances beyond my control. Uh huh. Preempted that. Uh huh. But the elder board told me they want me as an elder, but they can't do it right now. Okay, there you have it. And right now, as my brother just mentioned, he's thinking about running for city council. Again, don't limit yourself. Do not limit yourself, folks. Yeah. My brother just said he expressed no. what degree of education he has. That has nothing to do of how no. God can use us. No, it doesn't. Look, you you start reading your Bible, you're going to get an education far beyond what Harvard has. The best education, bro. <laughs> you know? right, let me tell you. But all you got to do is become a reader. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And search the internet and learn things. I mean, you got to be careful on the internet because there's a lot of false information too. But you got have discernment, learn things, right? If there's a particular subject you want to know about, there's an instructional video on it somewhere on the internet. Mm-hmm. You can even monitor uh, classes. Like at Hillsdale College, you can monitor their classes and you can monitor seminary classes without getting the degree, but you can still get the education. You can get the education, absolutely. Yeah, and you don't you don't pay the money, so you don't get the degree, but you could still, you know, follow the class and and do all the stuff in the class and and get your education. Mm-hmm. So just because you don't have a degree doesn't mean you don't have an education. Amen. 
you know, everybody has an education. See, there's, there's different forms of education. That's what people understand. We're so locked into one type of education, and that's academic. Mm, yep. But you go out and you start, you get into the workplace, you start working, you're getting an education. Absolutely. You're learning that job, right? You're learning how to read manuals. You're learning how to understand policies and procedures. You're learning how to understand H- HR, right? Uh, things coming out of HR. You're learning how to do your job, whatever it might be. That's an education. You know, you go to uh, you go to change the oil on your car. You, guess what? You just gave yourself an education on how to change oil in your car. There are different forms of education, you know. Yeah, um, absolutely. People go, you know, people build decks on the back of their house. Well, they don't know how to do it. They just go to the internet and start searching. Go, oh, okay, that's how you do it. And yep. They, you know, and so why do we sell ourselves short? Right. I mean, I taught logic, I taught rhetoric, I taught systematic theology. And I taught, what was the other subject? Did you um, say rhetoric already? Logic? Yeah. Logic, uh, rhetoric, systematic theology. Systematic theology. There's there was one, one more. more. I can't, yeah, there was I can't one more. Think of, uh, Christian apologetics. Apologetics, that's right. Yeah, uh, the work high, is apologetic. <laughs> at, a, at a Christian high school, yeah. at the high school level. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And the students got an education. Yeah. I didn't need a degree. I knew those. I knew those subjects because I had read. Uh, see, I'm not a scholar, but I read the scholars. Mm-hmm. I read the scholars on those subjects mm-hmm. and learned. Yeah. And I was able to walk in day one and start teaching. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they learned logic. They learned Christian apologetics. Right. They learned the different kinds of Christian apologetics and how each one differs from the other and how, you know, how they're used in defending the faith. They, they learned um, rhetoric. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, w- I, I went through Cicero, <laughs> you know, the original oh, yeah. orator, right? right. Uh, I, you know, I mean, you, why do you, I mean, there are people coming out of universities today. They, they can't read and write. Yeah. Yeah. They don't, they, I mean, they can't, they can't think because they've been dictated on how to think, mm. right? They don't, they haven't been taught how, how to think as far as, uh, here's how you debate. Here's how, I had debates in my classes. Mm-hmm. I taught my students how to research, how to advocate for their side of the debate and then how to debate it. People coming out of universities today—that's a foreign—that's a foreign concept. You don't, yep. you don't, don't sell yourself short, folks. Don't let these people who are full of themselves put you down. Amen. Get in the fight. Get in the fray. If God calls you, not just to the ministry, but if He calls you to business, if He calls you to government service, any of that. You better get off your keister and do what God tells you. Amen. Because he he knows you better than you know yourself, and he knows you can go do that stuff. Absolutely. And like the bird says, whether then you eat or drink or whatever you do, you do all for the glory of God. Yes. Good stuff, my brother. Good stuff. Have any final thoughts, my brother? If not, you know what to do. Well, um, 
God just is so good because when it comes to my city, my consideration running for city council, I've got the former mayor and a current city councilor who's in charge of the planning board who's in my corner. Right. So, I mean, you know, so we'll take it from there. Anyway, um, so remember, folks, um, hit that like and subscribe button if, uh, if you haven't. Uh, we appreciate that. And remember, keep your mind sharp and your heart pure, and we'll see you next time on the podcast. And we'll catch you on that flip side. You have been listening to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to listen to the Vortex Apologetic It is our prayer that God is glorified and that you are richly blessed by this podcast. We are living in amazing times, and it is a privilege to encourage and strengthen your Christian walk through the use of modern technology. Therefore, remember that you can find us at TheVortexApologetic.com, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and all major podcast providers. Just search for The Vortex Apologetic, and there you will find us. Thank you again, and remember, keep your mind sharp and your heart pure. God bless.